This episode is brought to you by Babe and the Ball Girls. Got a creepy ex that won't leave you alone? A misogynistic boss abusing his power? These athletes turned mercenaries will strike them out. They've traded in their gloves for brass knuckles to kill fragile masculinity one boy at a time. Give us a call if you need the Ball Girls in your city. should do shots no. <laughs> oh you should have said that before the music <laughs> i can get it you want to do a shot mm-hmm. let's do a shot let's do it just keep it recording hello hello welcome to the specter cinema club a podcast obsessed with horror subgenre i am your co-host mr garrett mcdowell sitting across from me it's devon taylor Hello, hello, hello. A little buzzed already because Garrett was late today. So I was a little late. Uh, we're doing know, it big. We're doing it big. It's Father's Day observed. I didn't know that was a thing. Apparently it is. And uh, just uh, I was a, a little busy today. A little held up. Yeah. But. Well, we're recording, uh, recording post Father's Day. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, current Juneteenth. Uh, celebration shout out we love freedom one time (laughs) we love freedom um and uh yeah uh it it was funny because i texted you i was like i was like we i was like i want to like make like a father's day post for like the podcast page i was Mm -hmm. like we haven't covered like any dad movies yeah um but we but we got no yeah we we haven't been there yet we haven't been there yet imaginary uh person (laughs) waiting in the wings no we're joking uh that's a that's robbie banfitch uh chiming in with the stepfather here uh, yeah, we we don't have any dad movies that we that Terry we've covered. Terry hot. He he is from it, the stepfather. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen uh, the original. I've seen the remake though, the two thousands remake. And that was with uh, that Nip other Tuck. who that other guy with the hard face. Who Nip, is Nip Tuck guy? Nip Tuck guy. Yeah, yeah. the lesser of the hot <laughs> Nip Tuck guy. The lesser of Nip Tuck. <laughs> yeah, the 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 one with the hard face. Exactly. Like I don't really remember what his name is, but uh, but we got some we got some dad movies coming up in the fall. Yeah. But uh, currently we are still doing our celebration of camp for Pride Month. And uh, very excited uh, to get into. It wouldn't be a celebration of camp without a little B-movie schlock. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking uh, exploitation film Blood Games, brought to us by our special guest here today, uh, director of The Outwaters, Robbie Banfitch. Hello, hello. Hey. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. Stepfather enfu- enthusiast, Robbie Banfitch. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very- Stepfather one and two. Terry O'Quinn's in both. Takes and his shirt off in there's, both. There's three of them, right? Yeah, I didn't watch the third one. Mm, yeah mm. well that happens that <laughs> happens sometimes um but uh excited to have you on uh to do this uh celebration of camp uh the outwater is definitely not camp uh i i, I wouldn't say i saw someone letterbox say this is camp and give you, it really? zero stars <laughs> wait what i think that's an interesting uh <laughs> no, question for you. <laughs> that's an interesting place to begin though as a as a filmmaker what's that like critique like if somebody's like this is camp and you're like it it's not supposed to be <laughs> like, what's that? Oh, well, like? I was like, I could see, I could see why they would think that if they are like cynical. Sure. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Or I could like, I could see where that comes from if they didn't like it. I yeah. Could see how they could think that. Yeah. I wonder but, if that is an interesting sort of like, you know, like a topical ointment to put on this movie. It's like, I didn't really care for it. It's camp. Oh, I guess that makes it a little bit better. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've seen that in certain discussions for sure. Yeah. Like definitely like, because I've noticed that um, 
because we talked in the Daughters of Darkness episode about like intention when it comes to camp. Right. And I've seen it can happen in conversation as soon as somebody does bring camp in a conversation. That's like more of a retroactive thing. Yeah. And then and if it's that if that's the case, then no, that's not camp. Because mm. uh, I know we were kind of on uh, different sides of it. But for me, I think you do have to have a layer of intention for camp, whether you're being serious about it or not is one thing. Yeah. Um, but I think you do have to have a level and intention, but like, so yeah, sometimes a, a retroactive bandaid, like you said, what, what breaks you break the tie, Robbie, you know, intention in camp. Is, is it something that you can retroactively like gift something or does it have to be from the jump? I'm not like the best guess. Cause I actually like, I, I, I feel what camp is. I don't actually know what camp is technically. So, we're going to get to the bottom of it. We've been doing that this entire Sorry. month, which has been really fun. It's I like can't such break a, the tie. <laughs> it's like such an opaque kind of abstract idea that's oh, been yeah. fun to kind of nail down exactly, you know, what defines. Oh, yeah. Camp. I mean, exactly. Like multiple times when I was offering uh, episodes to for this month, people are like, well, what do you mean by camp? I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean by camp? <laughs> I intuitively know it. Like I know that Blood Games is a bit camp. So, so it's like a feel thing. It. It's a feel thing for you. You just yeah. like kind of know it when you see it. Yeah. It's like a, what's the, like porn. It's like, you, it's hard to define, but you know it when you see it. <laughs> but, 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 but you just know. Well, um, we'll, we'll continue on the camp conversation here in a minute when we get to the movie. Um, but as we want to ask uh, all of our guests, what are some of your favorite subgenres in horror? Killer animal movies. Yeah. Nice. Um, but not the sci-fi channel ones. Just like like, like a, they can't be like trying to make them bad. Like a like a Cujo kind of situation. Yeah, Cujo's one of my all time. So you like movies. realistic animals or like giant exaggerated animals and creatures? Um, well, my favorites are Jaws, Cujo, the birds. Okay, so believable animals. Yeah. yeah, and then I have a ton that are like not that great, but that I love too. It's as long as, long as they as they tried. Like an anaconda kind of situation. Yeah, but not like the fourth third or fourth one which are sci-fi channel <laughs> I really don't like sci-fi channel movies uh, you're also like the third and fourth entries I've noticed in are like a, a rough area for you <laughs> you were talking what? about uh, yeah because uh, you got to stepfather three you couldn't do it oh, so yeah, yeah. No. we were talking uh, off air about ginger snaps three too well uh, that one's yeah. alright yeah okay <laughs> but um uh, so so you like killer animals oh, uh, yes. got any got any other particular favorite subgenres it's not horror but like just like what do you call it? Chamber dramas. I don't know what I'm talking about. Just like people crying and yelling at each other, like very overwrought. I mean, you can still you can still get thrillers in that in that yeah. angle of um, these like, like kind of single location. I mean, that's a I mean a lot of Alfred Hitchcock movies. Yeah, that's what a lot of you're wearing a Hitchcock movie, a, a Hitchcock shirt. Oh yeah, this guy that I had a crush on in high school got it for me when I was in high school. Where is he now? Uh, probably still in New Jersey. <laughs> Serves him right. Lost a cool T-shirt. What's uh, what's your Hitchcock favorite? Because Garrett's a big the Hitchcock birds. guy. The birds, classic. Yes. That's interesting. Like I, I, the, I feel like the 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 birds is an interesting space in, in Hitchcock's career. So it's uh, you don't usually hear that as people's favorite. It's the best. It's the best. He says he claims. I'm excited to get down to the bottom of that as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, this December. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna do. We're doing a Hitchcock month, and uh, uh, we're still uh, waiting on some guests. So the birds might be on the table, might not. We'll see. I definitely love the uh, looking into the camera and like, why are you watching this? Like, what are you doing? Like the like fourth wall break. Like, yeah, that's a that's a pretty early instance of it. So I mean, I, I like the birds. Wait, is Hitchcock camp? Oh my gosh, <laughs> we have layers to this. <laughs> Hitchcock is definitely <laughs> camp. A good amount of like rope 
easily could have been in this month oh, for for, sure. for queer camp for movies. Sure. I haven't seen that, but I did pull it out of my Blu-rays this morning when I was trying to find Blood Games. Oh, well, there you go. I was like, oh, I haven't watched this yet. Rope is oh, great. you Rope. gotta watch Rope. Rope is very good. We probably won't discuss it in December unless a guest like Somebody picks might. it. And, and, I you pulled know. out Rope and Frenzy because I have not seen that. Somebody might. I might audible my choice to Rope. I don't know because I really liked Rope. It, I mean, it opens with an orgasmic murder. Like, Hell yeah. Which I didn't see it. <laughs> You, you, you gotta you gotta watch it you gotta watch it it's gonna take all my power not to hijack this conversation to just talk about rope for 90 <laughs> minutes but uh blood games is our topic of the yes. choice today blood games Sorry. blood games queer movies i mean it's still a good segue because rope a, a famous queer thriller um uh before we get into blood games and we are you know celebrating pride uh this month are there any movies or characters in particular that you've uh related to or kind of seen yourself in uh really just like growing up david and six feet under Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I don't remember. I'm sure there were, but other than that, that's the only thing I can remember from like my formative years. Mm-hmm. David and Six Feet Under came out of the closet when I was still like in the closet and got to see that whole. That you've seen Six Feet Under? No, oh, I haven't seen Six Feet, have seen Six Feet Under. I have also not seen. Oh, that. all right. I've well, been wa- I've been wanting to start it. I've it been. is not. This is not an exaggeration. It is the best show that was ever made. Damn. So high claims. High it, claims. It, it it definitely comes it's up fact. and I, I see it come up on like a lot of like the like underrated list. It's not underrated as far as no, just you no know, because it was like in its time it was appreciated for what it is yeah. and it's now it's looked back on it. It's anyway it's the best show you have to watch it. All right. watch it. Is it streaming on anything? Uh, it's on it HBO. Was, yeah, it it's was on HBO. HBO. Well, show, so let's, there we go. let's do it. And it's like what only five seasons, five six seasons. That's not that bad. Five seasons. Five seasons. And each oh, episode starts with a death. So. Oh, hey, I've always said if um uh, if uh, filmmaking doesn't work out for me, I might just go back to school and become a mortician. So, you know, I'll have to, <laughs> I'll have to uh, give six feet under My a watch. My friend from high school was such a six feet under fan. She did become a mortician. Hey, shout out to the morticians out there. <laughs> shout out, Brittany. Shout out, Brittany. I, it, like, I think it would be a very interesting job. So, so I feel like the show would be very fascinating. But we'll have to save conversation on six feet under for another time. Let's go ahead and start playing some blood games. Blood Games, released 1990, couldn't find the exact date literally anywhere, but it was direct-to-video, directed by Tanya Rosenberg, our first female entry for the month, finally, Um, uh, but it was written by, again, a trio of dudes, because, you know, these movies can't get made without a bunch of fucking guys. Uh, (laughs) Craig L. Clyde, James L. Hennessy, and George P. Saunders, they all very much care about their middle initials. Um, the cinematography done by Sam Gart, score by Greg Turner, and edited by Rick Mitchell. Um, Robbie, you said uh, that you creeped on uh, your your letterbox scores for the Outwaters. Can you guess the letterbox average score for Blood Games? Okay, well, I my guess is that it has about a thousand views and it sits at about a three point one or two. Three point one, you got it right on the dot. How many views? I didn't. I, I didn't uh, look up oh, the view portion. I'm on it. I'm Garrett, on it. Garrett can get into that. Um, um, but uh, while while Garrett looks up that, uh, you chose Wait. Blood Games for this, and I remember you were one of the people that were like, "So what do you mean by by camp?" So so I'm intrigued on your interpretation and what you wanted uh, to talk about this movie. Um, well, I I remember when I was given the assignment, I just was like, "This is what came to mind," and I was like, "Wait, I don't know if this actually fit." <laughs> It's like <laughs> queer June, um, uh, but whatever. But I, I I mostly picked this because 
not many people have heard of it or seen it and i think it's really fun kind of fun it, it kind of fun is a, a very or a uh, ride I think that's a great way to put it because I was telling you when you got here that like this was not the movie I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I was expecting, especially like from the posters and like stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is going to be like a, you know, cheesy, like kind of, you know, whatever type movie. Didn't realize it was an exploitation movie until I like started like putting in the, the background info and stuff. And I was like, oh, OK, like that kind of makes sense. And, and I feel like that's where the camp is interesting in this movie because it's not a super campy movie, but these first, like, 20 minutes, like, really pull you in, like, thinking it's, like, it's going to be so goofy. Like, you know, you see the way that this backwoods baseball game is happening. Yeah. All these things. I mean, the first 20 minutes are goofy as hell. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're not really thinking about this fucking dark turn it's going to take whenever... Uh, t- uh, team members are getting sexually assaulted and then they're getting hunted through the, the woods and everything and you're just like wait uh, is this the same movie I was watching 40 minutes ago Um, so it, it's kind of similar to the way uh, uh, Daughters of Darkness did it, it like uses the camp to kind of soften like the like real like serious like wild shit going on yeah uh, clocking in at also just 3,000 views so okay. so uh, it's getting there yeah, a, a little bit lower, but I think yeah, there's a, a few things that are like kind of playing into that sort of false sense of security. Uh, you know, starting this movie and thinking it's going to be like this like campy fun ride. The poster, as you alluded to, is just like these girls in like Daisy Dukes uh, uh, with the tagline "America's favorite pastime just turned deadly." So it it sounds like it's like this wild fun romp, but it's like pretty fucking serious and <laughs> kind of depressing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here like getting all these baseball puns ready for like the social media posts. And it's like, there's not much baseball in this. I mean, <laughs> they do give us actually a few innings in the beginning, which I was like surprised <laughs> with, like we get a pretty decent amount, but then like, yeah. I thought like baseball was gonna be like incorporated more. It's like, no, they're using baseball bats to like protect themselves from getting raped. How fun. I want to know <laughs> what between this team, not in like a bloodbath, but in an actual baseball game, this team, and then the baseball team from the Warriors. Who 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 do you see winning that series? Well, we, we never got to see the 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 uh, those guys in the Warriors like actually play baseball. So you think that they're purely combat, no athletic ability at all, or probably oh, these these girls can play. They were very fundamentally sound. So you're saying you've got them in in uh, what four? <laughs> probably. Are you are you, a, are you a sports ball person, Robbie? No. But yeah. I think they play softball in this, if that helps with your puns. Oh, there well, you go. Well, I mean, I, I actually, I put it in my note that I thought it was, like, cool. That I was like, no, they're playing baseball instead of softball. Like, they I, are overhand pitching. It looked like, it's a small ball. Like, that's baseball. Maybe. So, I thought it was baseball, and I looked it up and said softball, but then I think that Wikipedia might be wrong, because I think it might actually be baseball. No, they're, they're totally playing baseball, because I, okay. I thought that was cool. That yeah. I, They were like, no, like, we're going to play these dudes, and we're going to play them, like, the, the, overhand style and all. The redneck truckers uh, that they play against really seem like they would be, like, on their church softball team say, like everybody, everybody in this movie is taking the game like so serious <laughs> this this Very like serious. high stakes backwoods baseball league where yes. people are uh betting their rent money thousand dollars <laughs> is a lot of money for like yeah nineteen ninety. again like yeah. this is like i was like is it a league but then it was also for roy's birthday so it was like 
uh, like this opening like really does like make you think that this is gonna be like kind of a little sillier and like oh like this is kind of nonsensical like this is what it's gonna be and then it's like oh no no shit gets real yeah yeah <laughs> um so yeah so excited to uh, get a little bit deeper into it before we get into the subgenres for the movie uh, we're gonna have Robbie give a sixty second synopsis for those of you that haven't seen it which is probably most of you but hey it's free on Tubi go check it out are you ready Robbie it's sure. Alrighty, I got you on the clock here in three, two, one, go. A bunch of sassy girls on a baseball team win and the boys don't like it and then they get hunted down by the boys. Bam. Hunted down by the boys. I mean, it pretty pretty plain and simple. Um, I mean, because the Blood Games title does go into um, one of my favorite subgenres, which is like human hunting games, uh, you know, yeah. like most dangerous game type style. So I guess that is also what they're playing into, like baseball, but now hunting people. So. Yeah, I love survival, like wilderness survival, things like that. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I will, I, I definitely, I, I just like the survival like aspect in general, because I will say the part where the movie starts to slow down is when they do get to the woods. I feel like it, like, like the, like uh, everything, like the initial, like kind of hunting stuff, like where we have like car chases going on and like these like little vignettes in the different parts of the town. I was like, okay, this is cool. And then like for me, the wilderness, it slows down, but I do love this, like kind of a part of uh, the 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 again like the the human survival um canon and then of course this is a exploitation film as well um you know we have very it's very violent very crude and of course we have uh you know sexual assault and things like that happening as well mm-hmm. um and it again like i kind of just was not expecting that angle from this and uh the movie does like kind of lure you in perfectly with mm-hmm. it to kind of make it happen and it's yeah really cool seeing an exploitation movie in the 90s done by a woman yeah i think uh, as far as other subgenres are concerned this is definitely firmly in the grindhouse camp uh as, as well as being an exploitation film but it's also also this like kind of cat and mouse thriller you know between the these group of girls being chased by these like backwater hicks who are you know in their pickup trucks lift kits and you know and this girl just packed into this uh uh you know like travel bus that that they have you know so it really is like a a kind of a game of wits between these these two groups but all with like this it's surprising like if you would have shown me this movie and asked when it came out i would have not have said 1990 this feels like a early 80s movie if anything so or late 70s uh, late 70s too so uh it's interesting that this movie uh is as recent as uh, uh i think the the actual content of the film would lead you to believe which i'm sure uh we'll talk about like maybe some of the its peers that it might have inspired this movie later on in our conversation yeah are there any uh subgenres that stuck out for you robbie as far as um uh where this kind of sits in the exploitation canon the queer canon camp canon what are you feeling i don't know i just know it was gay because as soon as i saw the description i was like i need it <laughs> that's that's yeah but it's actually probably not gay at all <laughs> I mean, there's, I'll say that there is a slight queerness to, um, the, the way that they, the, there's one, there's kind of the sisterhood angle. I feel like that's just like kind of inherently queer and like you, you want that type of friendship, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's kind of that angle. There's also like a way that they portray the men in this film, which again, like cool that this is a female director doing that. Like she presents them like very infantile and like in a way that like 
like shows you like the the weird camaraderie angles and like things that men say to each other that are like homoerotic and that they don't realize are like there's <laughs> one those two guys like yes. sitting out in their truck and Vernon like, Vernon <laughs> Holt they're like sitting around and has the line he's like he's like Vern you can't even beat your meat and he goes I can beat it better than you and it's like wait what like yeah. that was supposed to be an insult what are you talking that, about that man? whole scene is just them like trading these insults that are like vaguely you know sexual. <laughs> It's just like he says that uh, you piss like you drink beer. He says you drink beer like you piss. What does that even mean? <laughs> you know, the conversations uh, between those two are just nonsense, but also like pretty gay at the same time. Well, this remember I read the description and I was like, I immediately need this. So that's yeah. why that's why it's queer. I mean, it's I mean, it's gals not only playing baseball, but again, they're actually good. Like, like, like what? A, like, I mean, I guess as the resident sports baller here mm-hmm. um, that in baseball is not even my main sport, but yeah. they're actually like pretty good. So it's like they're for that angle alone, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's also like like a weird point i thought like two other girls were like into each other but they're so supposed too. to be sisters apparently and i was yeah. like mm, that's a little bit weird uh between babe and ingrid yeah are they supposed to see, see I, I don't know but then because again, they said daddy but then they all called the his guy name daddy. is midnight though too his name is also his name is midnight but then certain team people yeah call him daddy so maybe so maybe it was well, maybe they, they are sisters and they're together <laughs> I mean, the only reason I think that is because they're the ones that mainly call him daddy. Mm -hmm. And then two, like Ingrid is also like portrayed as like, like seems like very like a 12 year old in this movie for some reason. She's the one that like is like, uh like, and like, I don't know. Like, so, so there's kind of that. And then, and honestly, there's a, like to, I mean, get it out of the way a little bit early with the, the, because first there's like a, a attempted sexual assault and I was like yeah. oh okay phew we we uh, maybe that's all we're gonna get and then it's like no 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 we're gonna get an actual rape scene but what I'll say about the way that it is filmed mm-hmm. is it should like the way that men would cheer each other on during a rape feels pretty gay like that's a very weird thing and I feel like maybe portraying that is like a way to kind of soften it a little bit. Uh, in a way because I mean it's obviously like terrible but like there's mm-hmm. even something weirdly like odd about like guys being all like oh yeah like pumping each other up while you're doing that like mm-hmm. there's something weird about that so not I mean not to say that that's a good gay representation I'm just saying <laughs> there's a, a little fruitiness there <laughs> yeah it's interesting because the movie especially early on it I feel is validated kind of my choice now. <laughs> it is kind of like this you know this display of just like that, the kind of that your typical male gaze, all the, all the women are playing the baseball, like in just the shortest shorts, I'm sure sliding is very painful. Uh, mostly just wearing crop tops or like, you know, very scantily clad. And so the movie kind of proposes to be this exploitative, you know, kind of TNA sort of movie and then gets like very serious with like some serious assault scenes, which I think kind of like, pull the rug out in a way of kind of being this like silly B 80s movie. Uh, You know, you go see blood and boobs, you know, like that you would kind of expect back in the day. Uh, But I think that the really heavy, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, events of the film kind of, uh, I guess, mute that or it's a change of direction, I guess. I don't know. It was certainly interesting. Again, as you'd mentioned, like seeing the, the poster and the tagline for this movie, you go in expecting something else and it's not really what you expect at all. 
something something interesting is um so so at my job we do drag king shows mm -hmm. which um i don't you know you don't see as often as drag queen shows and it, what's fascinating is like for those like seeing like female performers like present like the theatrical version of like what they think men are like and I feel like we get like that in this film of Tanya like directing this and like yeah. showing like there's like scenes at the bar where they're like they're arm wrestling over candles like nobody in, has ever done that before in their life but it just like sounds like something stupid that guys would be like oh hey we need to ramp up our arm wrestling yeah and, like so it's like there's that and they're like at the bar and they're like chugging beers back and forth at each other like yeah. again like it's just like do you realize how like silly you look when you think you're like being like manly mm -hmm. so it's like I, I feel like she's like almost like kind of directing in a way that she's like oh like hey you think this is manly but like this is like how dumb you look also sure. yeah I feel like that's where a lot of the camp certainly comes in in the film is the how it views its male characters and how like over the top and like vaguely homoerotic they are and just like like the, the scene where they get onto the bus and they're like rifling through all their uh, you know underwear drawers and they're just like acting like yes. children and they're like full-grown <laughs> adults like losing their minds over like underwear and stuff like that yeah there's like there, there's like the the ransacking scene like stuff like that and um and again even just like uh setting up the premise of it that it being um, you know, it's kicked off because these girls play this uh, got team of guys in this backwoods league, and then they beat the shit out of them. Like, the final score was, like, 9-2. to two. Yeah. Like, they really, like, stomped them. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, and it's, like, again, like, showing this, like, fragile, you know, masculinity of them being, like, oh, like, not only we got beat, we got beat by girls. You got beat while you were cheating on top of it, too. You know, so like there's like even the the premise of it like sets it up like that. Yeah, I feel like how seriously they take uh, the game is camp. Uh, how seriously they take the baseball game? Yeah, like what are the stakes of this game? Is this rent? Like a, is this it was like rent a, like, money. Like, oh, like but like. <laughs> What was that the conceit of the game, or was was the game happening and they decided to like make bets? See, you know, afterwards. I mean, they seem to be like a known thing. Like they have a bus with their name on it, and like they have, you know, the girls are actually like wearing jerseys and yeah. stuff. So like, I guess they're like maybe like a Harlem Globetrotters situation. <laughs> they like they like go around. They're a traveling like team of babes. Show up to like, your small town and just beat the shit out of yes, all these guys. It's like the opposite because it's like Harlem Globetrotters. They like look flashy but it's like you're not playing seriously it's like yeah. no they're like the opposite like uh, this team of babes show up and then they're like no we, we're here to play real baseball and like kick your ass that's great <laughs> I, I feel like that's a great ploy I feel like this movie if we would have watched this before we did the remakes episode I would have maybe nominated this because this could be an interesting like modern of that being like the setup they're like oh yeah we go around playing you know and then we like you know we're the seductive baseball team yeah. but they're really trying to lure out the creep <laughs> to kill them <laughs> that's true what says you uh do you think this would like work for like a modern retelling or modern reimagining I mean, i'd see it you'd see it but maybe sure if it was yeah it, it, i think most things could be made to work yeah see it, i would think like a la like the most recent like slumber party massacre that we got to where it's like taking kind of the dna but like m making it modern in a way that really mm, like subverses mm -hmm. expectations I, I felt like that would be a really good fit for that it's funny i i thought the same thing while watching this is like oh man just a couple weeks late this would have t totally been on my draft pick i'm remaking it <gasps> wow i can't wait there no. we go 
I Let's get though. together. Uh, we'll we'll produce it for you. It'll be a Spectre Cinema production. I'll Let's be one of done. the rednecks. I'm from Indiana. I'm wearing a trucker hat right now, so might <laughs> as well. Indiana Pacers <laughs> and my, shirt. Or uh, not Indiana. Indiana. I, I, you Bloomington you. shirt. <laughs> I'd have to learn about sports, though. That's true. The baseball of it all. Yeah. I mean, you really just need a, a, a passing notion of it. Um, we do have this uh, this team of uh, very gorgeous gals, and and what's uh, really cool about like one, it, it kind of sucks. There's such a big cast that it was very hard to uh, keep their name straight. I wish they wore the jerseys the entire movie, so that way <laughs> it would have made note taking a little or, bit easier. Or name tags or something <laughs> would have made note taking a little bit easier. Um, but you know they are still like wear like they're still costumed in like you know like you know very short shorts and things like that. But they're wearing it not to be sexy and stuff. It's like, no, this is just like what they wear, you know, and like they even though they are still presented in these like kind of skimpy outfits, it's not because they're trying to be sexy for us. It's because that's just like what they want to wear. Yeah. And then like even with um, the locker room scene, we've talked about multiple locker room scenes here on the pod, oddly. And this one, there's a turn in it. Like it's at first it's shown as just the girls being girls. They're taking their showers after the game. They're shooting the shit. They're doing the things. And then as soon as the, the creepy guy comes in, that's when it becomes gazy. And then it's their, you know, slow motion shower scenes and like showing them from like upward angles. And it like gets gazy as soon as like the creeper guy enters. I thought that was a cool touch. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I was thinking about the shower and how like even in all the, you know, what do you call it? it? There was like little moments of nice character stuff in in all of that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just watched it this morning for the first time in a while, so I was like looking for stuff though. Yeah. No, it, it definitely felt like girls just being girls, just hanging out again. Like it, like you know, it, it's all in the way that like it's that's like what, presented. You know, like, that's what it was. It felt like oh, some of these conversations seem like realistic. And not just like, yeah, ha ha ha, we're all naked. Yeah, more matter of effect of like, yeah, you played a game and you're gonna shower afterwards rather than uh, we, we. One of the movies was was the very first Lumber Party Massacre. That movie has like a very extended, you know, uh, a shower scene, and we talked about it then. And I think it also applies here is when you have a, a female director behind the camera, you know, uh, informing what you see. I think that yeah, the perception, the you know where the audience is in regards to like the, the POV in this case, I think a lot of the audience could be in that kind of voyeuristic creeper sort of uh, uh, angle there. Same with uh, slumber party massacre. But I, I think it was, it's a creative way. I'm sure there was some sort of quota about like, yeah, this is the straight to, you know, video uh, horror movie about like girls or needs to be some sort of nudity or sex kind of hook. You know, I'm sure that that was a, a big studio note at the time. Uh, and I think it's like in Slumber Party Massacre, I feel like it's creatively utilized here to kind of meet that quota. You, you know, know, I I honestly, I didn't think it was like a studio note thing only because of like the way that it like culminates. Like mm-hmm. not only like it, so it, you know, shows the girls just being girls, then it turns gazy. But then as soon as they find him, like they like beat the shit out of him. They oh, yeah. like shower him and like humiliate him. And yeah. it's like, fuck yeah. Like, so it's like, I totally. feel like she even still, I feel like that was like more her being like, okay, here, I'll, I'll give you your obligatory, you know, tits totally. in the locker room scene, but then yeah. here, now let me also, like, you know, take the scene back in a way with the way that they, like, really, like, you know, rough this dude up and, like, as deserved, you know, but it was, like, very satisfying uh, watching them just, like, really fuck with him. Yeah. 
definitely had it coming for sure. Yeah, Robbie, did you do you have a, a favorite of uh, of the of the gals on the baseball team? Our uh, uh, a bunch of sassy, gorgeous gals. Mm-hmm. Love them all, really. They they were really fun. Uh, I can't remember because I only got because I so I watched it for the first time last year, mm-hmm. and then I started rewatching it this morning. Yeah, and I can't remember which one is my <laughs> favorite because I didn't get to the part where they, I didn't re get to the part where they're you really start to like see them. Yeah, I think uh, Laura Albert as as Babe brought it like a nice level of physicality to the movie. Laura Albert was uh, or it still is a, a stunt woman, uh, so I, I oh. thought that there was like a, a a nice like willingness to get down and dirty in some of these uh, set pieces. I, I thought that that was kind of a nice change of pace for. She's not like the final girl, but she's kind of like the leader of the, of this group. So she's not the sole survivor at the end of the movie but i i thought she was kind of like a nice like team captain sort of you know well and she like um yeah she was definitely the team captain yeah and she also like has the turn because there's like a point when the girls when they do get to the wilderness and like uh babe at first just she's like no we should like stay here we should rest and then we should like wait and then one of the other gals was like no we should like go out and go kill them yeah and that's like what i was like saying like the whole time they kept like beating the shit out of these dudes but then wouldn't kill them (laughs) but then they're like they're still after us and it's like girl just get so there was like a point where babe was like no we should all just like you know like play it safe let's just like escape but then she had like once it gets to a point after the sexual assault happens, yeah, that's when she's like, okay, it's time to, we're going to fucking, we got to eliminate them if we're going to survive. So she does have like a nice like transformation, I feel like. Yeah. And I felt like for me in this sort of like, like a, the, the assault happens like relatively later in the movie. So I don't know if this classifies as like a rape revenge movie. Um, I would, but I would still, but like structurally it's interesting, you know, it's not like your typical, like I spit on your grave where that's kind of the inciting incident of the movie. It, it happens later, but there's this, you know, they're being terrorized throughout the entire thing. I think that that was an element of this movie that uh, maybe I, I was like anticipating it being there as more of this kind of, fist-pumping, sort of gratifying, like, uh, uh, gratuitous violence of them getting revenge, and once they get these hands on these men, you know, it's like they're, it's all over for them, where it felt a little bit more, uh, not necessarily clean, but I didn't necessarily feel that sense of, like, yeah, fucking get them, you know? Um, I just want to say, because now I feel bad that I didn't rewatch the whole thing, that I was looking for it in my stack of blu-rays for about an hour <laughs> and had i found my blood games blu-ray um i would have been able to watch the whole thing before he came over sorry yeah, it's, it's totally okay it's fine because that's the reason garrett was late because he was like ah, i need to make sure <laughs> i can like get the whole movie in and you, I, thank god it's on tubi because i was like fuck i can't find my blu-ray that would have been I hilarious have... i show up having seen like two-thirds of the movie and i'm like no it's fine i'll just i'll, I'll be able to fill in the negative like, space i saw the whole thing but my memory of it until this morning was just like girls in the woods i liked it and i felt suspense and i actually care i mean and i mean and it takes a little bit to get to the woods even like i feel like there's a nice build into it because it's like really first they like can't even just like get out of town like they really they want to get their money and they want to go but then again it's kind of crazy that the the girls are like subjected to all this but really it's because of the actions between the two fucking dudes between uh, Mr. Collins and uh, Daddy Midnight, 
when you know because he you know gets shorted on the money that he's owed so it's like this whole movie would have been avoided if mr collins just would have been a man and paid the amount that he agreed to or again but then it's like then daddy midnight's like okay i'm gonna go like fucking instead of you know go to try to talk to him and get the money and whatever he's like no i gotta humiliate him i gotta give him swirlies and beat the shit out of him and then so it's like it leads to all this like back and forth that eventually leads to um to, to Roy's death and I thought Roy was going to be the big bad of the movie uh, the way that they like presented him in the in the baseball game and then he gets murdered and then that's when um, Mr. Collins goes full uh, militia mode and uh, even with an outfit change and all so I mean he's he's playing he's playing military drag is that a thing <laughs> um, you know so like the the escalation of the movie into this like you know first chasing them out of town and that's like oh no now we really want to get them so then it chases them into the woods and becomes this like whole thing so that's yeah. an interesting escalation to it mm-hmm. yeah I, I thought it was uh, nice seeing the, the girls kind of have to rely on their own wits now that like some of the like their kind of protector is taken away from them. Somebody who like usually is in charge of like, you know, placing bets and dealing with like the locals is, is, is removed for them. So they're sort of just kind of on their own. I think for myself, it lacked a little bit of variety in some of the, the set Are you pieces. Criticizing it? I am. I, I, but I brought it. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I will be criticizing the, uh, the the movie, so you can plug your ears if, if it'll make you feel better. <laughs> Take off your No, I was watching it this morning. I was like, wait. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It does get better, but the first like 10 minutes, I was like, oh, wait, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I thought for for me, yeah, it did lack a little bit of variety in some of the uh, the set pieces. I I felt like they were a a bit samey and uh, kind of going to what I was mentioning earlier, that sense of gratification of them really, you know, fucking these guys up like they deserve. I thought would have been, uh, you know, some nice variety in, 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 in some of the action, but also would have been really gratifying to see, too. Yeah, because it takes a minute for I guess that's. Again, like maybe where we're like kind of going with it being, um, you know, putting purpose behind um, the rape revenge angle because on one angle, of course, like you want to get you want to see revenge like get had and you want somebody to like get theirs like for like what's happening. Um, but at the same time, it's like you want to see that. But then in real life, you think to yourself, like, well, does that make me any better than them? I feel like that's kind of what the girls were mm. kind of struggling with, because, again, like a lot of the time they're just defending themselves and then yeah. they like, you know, beat their ass a little bit. But then again, they don't like kill them, yeah. even though they are clearly being hunted. Sure. Um, there's something in them that's just like we don't want to do this because we don't want to become uh, like worse than them. But then, you know, it it gets to a point where they get to it and they're like, okay, hey, like we are not making it out of this situation unless we like go on the offensive and like, you know, really tear them up. So that's when they like start setting traps in the woods and like stuff like that and really having to to take it to them. Mm hmm. Yeah, I felt like it was interesting the way that the movie was able to like kind of juggle these themes of of sex and exploitation and violence in a way, which is like usually kind of a lot of the motifs that you would expect to see in this sort of movie. But I thought the way that it structured those ideas and kind of like reframed them was a sort of a nice change of pace. And again, what you would expect to see in kind of this grindhouse exploitation sort of movie. I meant to say at the beginning of this that I apologize in advance that I don't have many intelligent thoughts. <laughs> so now I'm like listening to you guys. I'm like, oh. I was just like, you're like girls wait. and baseball. You're like, wait, like, this was a pretty good movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, no. 
Um, so I'm saying my apology now, but I meant to do it up front. Sorry. It's okay. No, I, I appreciate that. Also a lot of, uh, you chiming in has been you apologizing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh there it is oh, again. Uh, oh. no, I mean, I feel like that is an angle of the movie. It's like girls and, and TNA and baseball bats and rednecks getting fucking killed. You know, That's like why I, I bought it. Yeah. I spent like $35 on that. $35 vinegar syndrome. <laughs> um, of course this is where we get a vinegar, a vinegar syndrome. I mean, it has a great poster for it though, too. Yeah. And I thought the score too, uh, you'd be proud. Devon I'm usually not the kind of person to like pick up on the score like the very first watch but it's kind of hard not to in this movie because it's the same kind of like I guess chord piano chord progression if that's a thing or like the same like five notes just like kind of repeated throughout the entire mu- uh, the entire film and I actually thought that the score was was better than you would expect to see in, in like this sort of movie you know yeah I mean I feel like it's interesting with this movie that you know it, it really because the, the, the direct-to-video game is obviously different now because direct-to-streaming still isn't, like, the implied quality that you think of when you think of straight-to-video, yeah. straight-to-DVD. But then again, it was, like, it's always refreshing when you do see these direct-to-video movies that, like, have clear effort put in behind it. Totally. Like, like there is, like, this is not phoned in. This is not, like, a cash grab, like... They're actually trying to, like, make a good movie. They're trying to, like... I mean, the budget for some of these, like, uh, the the car chase scene, like, those aren't cheap to do. And they have a full-on Fast and Furious moment when... when a bad guy Holt uh, pulls off his uh, Dominic Toretto impression on top of the pickup truck. Um, I mean, they they put a lot of effort and money behind... I don't know how much money we could... I couldn't find the budget, but... You know, I I miss the... You know, it's very... It's very charming in a way that you see like that even though this is a B movie schlock exploitation movie that they are putting in a genuine effort by you know totally. behind the camera with the score like all the things they're trying to put some interesting shots in and yeah. like things like that like th- this movie puts in the effort and I appreciate that and For sure. and th- and that and that's queer Eff- <laughs> queer is effort effort is automatically queer. <laughs> I feel like it yeah it helps that probably a lot of the cast members in this being like stunt people are able to maybe make some of these scenes a bit more realistic and and save some money on casting you know maybe a bigger name actress or something and then also a, a stunt double so yeah there are multiple set pieces in this like that there's you know a truck flip there's like a you know the the everything in the bus and the guy on top with the him like diving off uh, from the bus into the, you know, into the water. I felt like all of that was certainly, uh, you know, deceptive for this being like a straight to, to video sort of uh, movie back in the nineties. I, I thought, yeah, uh, the, the, the way the film is shot too is like kind of this, Sam Peckinpah-esque sort of like use of slow motion and, and this grit and grime that I thought was really well done. And so, yeah, for it being I assume is a pretty modest budget. I thought that they made uh, a lot with a little. I'm probably wrong, but I think that originally it was supposed to be in some kind of theaters and then, but I could be. That makes sense. If it was, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It had a UK release date in 1991. So that might've been like a release theatrically in Europe, possibly. Um, but I, yeah, this is probably what Europeans just think America is anyway. So there was was pretty scant information that I, I could find. Um, Robbie, as someone that, you know, you just did a found footage film and you were able to do it on a, you know, pretty small budget. Do you have an affinity for these type of B small, uh, small budget movies in general? Not particularly. I just, you mm. know, <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it all it just depends on the individual thing so mm-hmm. um i don't know it was but like back in the day independent stuff low budget stuff it was still like usually shot on film so it just automatically adds this yeah even like True. really crappy movies it's like shot on film still so it adds this class to it that we don't really get nowadays mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. It, it it helps like not so that way there isn't the the separation, you know, when you like put it side by side to something to yeah. be easily to be like, oh yeah, that's the super cheap one. And then some of your points before, when you shoot on film, you like you have to put effort into it, even if it's a piece of shit. Like you yeah. have to put time and effort into it to right. get the shot. So there's just automatically like something there. Yeah, you can you can tell it was it was storyboarded. It was you know prepped out. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the action scenes, like whenever um. Midnight like saves the two girls from uh, getting assaulted by the homies. Um, he they got a little choreo in there. And I was like, okay. I was like, they're 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 doing it like midnight with the the baseball bat choreography. I was into it. Yeah. Um, you know, with uh certain things like that, and then, you know, again them uh and then they kind of going into the woods and it becoming this uh this whole this whole survival thing. Yeah. Um, as far as because a lot of the the camp elements that we've talked about go go towards the performances and um as far as the campy performances in this one go i would say it probably goes to holt the 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 blue-eyed uh bad guy who like originally again i thought roy was gonna end up being the 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 main bad guy because you know he's like he's the muscle guy it was his birthday all the things and he's like the son of the of uh, Mr. Collins. I thought he was going to be the main bad guy, but then you have like Holt, the blonde guy that's like kind of goofy, but like, Cal, can you not? Can you not? Did Cal watch Blood Games? He did. And it it seems like uh, he's got some hot takes, apparently. (laughs) Little ass. Um, But yeah, but then you have like Holt, he's like this like goofy guy, you know, and then like, he like kind of has these like moments of like going back and forth where it's like yeah he's like you know goofy and he's like camping it up uh like especially like with like his scenes with Roy at the beginning like he yeah. was like all sloppy drunk like throwing food in his face but then it's like one minute he's being super goofy but then the next one he's sexually assaulting somebody and he's like legit terrifying and yeah. like he kind of like goes back and forth between like sniveling but then also like being just like a fucking genuine like terrifying person the, the duality of man if you will <laughs> literally yeah i thought him and his relationship with Vern was real really where a lot of the camp like kind of came into play with this movie. I think that there's a lot of scenes between the two of them that are uh, uh, pretty funny. I, there's They have a relationship that I think is going to play into my uh, movie math. But yeah, I felt like they were mostly responsible for a, a lot of the humor is kind of this these like redneck hicks just sort of trying their best and just getting, you know, outsmarted by these, these uh, women the entire film. But yeah, I, I didn't feel like the movie was... Uh, uh, nowhere near like overly camp or anything like that. I thought its level of camp was uh, certainly pretty modest. Is it camp that uh, one of my favorite things about the movie was the decor of the bus? The bus is tricked out, man. That is like that is like a little home in there. Like they are uh, trendsetters, you know. That's such a popular thing nowadays to like that van life, and they are like just perfected it. I would, I'd love to kick it. In I there. mean, th- this team must be doing well for themselves in the backwoods baseball league because yeah. this bus is pretty well, decent. Especially, what is a thousand dollars in nineteen ninety? 
Like, I mean, a that's like, I mean, a thousand. There's at least twelve girls plus Daddy Midnight. I mean, yeah. that's still a few. You know, that's still a decent split ish for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, if that's for one game, like you know, so if mm. they if they're really stacking the schedule up, I mean, I feel like they're doing decent. I just it, it is so funny, like the the weird premise to set up this like very again like very like thrilling serious exploitation like, like these baseball hunting hustlers, game stuff. You know? but yeah like to set it up with baseball hustling is so weird yeah that's what that's maybe why i automatically like went to this one when it was when i was asked to pick something because i remember reading the description like wait, wait what is this yeah. <laughs> like what is this setup yeah oh yeah because the setup makes it sound like this whole thing is gonna be like centered around like baseball related kills and schlocky stuff and you think that the movies could be filled with baseball puns and there's yeah. like none to be had <laughs> very little baseball puns uh and rarely a use of like even a baseball bat as a weapon which i was very surprised by it's a lot of like guns and the weirdest crossbow you've ever seen it's like this weird like slingshot crossbow it's like something that like you know alfalfa would use uh, if he had a bit more you know money to him <laughs> yeah i i definitely uh definitely um it is it, very interesting that one it was cool that at least we do get the carryover with the baseball bat like being like kind of a primary weapon because like mm-hmm. they obviously have plenty of them they at yeah. first only had like one gun to spare but then they accumulate like more guns as the movie goes on yeah and, uh, and i like that they like you know they weren't afraid to use them they're like trying to be like tactical and stuff and like again like i i do like the angle that's like they would rather beat these guys up with baseball bats than like shoot them because they like don't want to yeah. be killers. You yeah. know, they don't want to be participating in the same violence that these guys are. So they're like using the baseball bats to be like, yeah, we'll, you know, accurately defend ourselves, but then, mm-hmm. you know, it, it won't kill them. But at the same time, I really wanted them, one of them to just like go to town on oh, like yeah. one of them's head for like 30 seconds or something. Like that would have been a fun shot. I'll put that in my remake. There yep. you go. Perfect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like this movie, ga- I, I didn't feel like totally satiated. I didn't feel like they really stuck it to these guys, you know, to where, you know, the, they feel like they were paying for their crimes. I, I felt like it was mostly. <gasps> Cal, stop. Yeah. Chill out. Look at your weird. Otis. Oh, the the balls under the couch. Don't don't remember where we were going, but I know where we're gonna go. Uh, want to get your guys' thoughts on? Um, in I mean, he wasn't campy, and I wish he was. But what did you guys think of Mr. Collins? Um, the the dad of Roy, and like the one that was like kind of leading this uh backwoods militia, uh, hunting the gals, and he was literally calling it war. Um, I don't know if he was an actual veteran, but he did have an outfit swap. So uh, who knows? What do you guys think about him? Um, well, the last place I saw him this morning before I had to come here was, was his head was in a toilet. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> I didn't even know he survived past that. Oh, yeah. So so he basically, um, after getting humiliated in the by getting swirlies, because, you know, nobody likes a swirly, um, he... Um, eventually is the one that like wants to round all the the city people up all the town folk to go like hunt he takes it gals. very seriously like their dad too hmm like like who's it? yeah oh, oh yeah i mean he's kind of uh yeah like the the other end because i mean even though like um yeah because like 
Daddy Midnight. Like he's like the the uh, at least the best guy that we have here. I still won't even say he's a great guy because he does he is still the one responsible for like putting these gals in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I don't know if he like pays them separately because it seems like he only told Babe that there was money on the game. So I don't know. The rest and of these girls might be just doing it for the love of the game. And they, <laughs> like, that's who, a good. Who knows? That's a really good angle in theory. I'm gonna re. I'm gonna watch the rest of it with that in mind. Yeah, like I, they don't even know they're playing for money. Yeah, I love the idea that but they're just driving they're around. Just and you're just like, I love baseball. Love so I love baseball. I love my friends. Let's go. There's a moment where they're. They were like, you know, like trying to get him not to go fight for the money before anything really bad yeah. happened, and it just brought me back to like every time I was at like a bar with my, with like a friend who wanted to get into like a fist fight, and then it, what happened is what I imagine is going to happen every time someone gets to a fist fight, except no. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess because yeah, that because makes sense at all. Well, because the the creepy guy only had like a few hundred bucks on him when they like caught him. Instead of the the thousand or however much he was owed, mm-hmm. or it was actually supposed to be fifteen hundred because we hear about Mr. Collins already paying them five hundred dollars yeah. to like get them to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess he paid them to come out for Roy's birthday. I think is the actual setup. But then it was like, oh, you want to raise the stakes? I'll bet you an extra thousand. So yeah. I think the girls were thinking this was a $500 gig. Ooh. Um, and it's, it, it, it was more Not than that. worth it. I also don't think it was worth it, but yeah, Mr. <laughs> Collins is a military veteran. Uh, and he's also like a father of one of like the, the, yeah, Roy. the, the yeah, the youngins. So he's got like a little skin in the game. So, uh, I like how, Personally, he takes it all and how seriously he takes it. It is a military operation in his eyes. And I love how frustrated he was getting throughout the whole movie because he's just dealing with this like pack of idiots. Like, you know, yeah, he, he's like <laughs> trying to be like tactical and like make plans. And like, and oh, he's man, like, don't worry about it, boss. We got him. And uh, you're just like complete morons. It's the best. <laughs> this is a this is another uh, dang old man uh, subgenre of, of horror because there's a lot of people just, oh, dang old man. Oh, I shit. got you, oh, Mr. Collins. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You and I were talking about uh, another subgenre of get him horror. That's what I was trying to think of. Dang, oh man, horror, get them horror. Yeah, yeah. Same, same, <laughs> same thing. Um, yeah. It, and it definitely descends into uh, the, the woods is where it slows down for sure for me. But that's where it's like also the most serious is like they are like being hunted like animals at this point. And, and one thing I did notice that uh, again, this was like written by dudes, directed by a woman, but I feel like there was still an emphasis on I noticed in the dialogue of them being called broads, bimbos, and bitches. Like I feel like that was like almost like very intentional of like you know like responding on like how you know people talk about women, especially like these dudes in the game. They were like trying to like. They're trying to rile them up and like get them excited, but then they're also like fucking with them and like hitting them. It's like, oh, you think like calling them names and like fucking with them is like gonna make them like you, you know? So it's like, I feel like there was like a very like pointed decision to like, like that's what they're like referred to like throughout the whole movie. That's why they lost the game, man. Their head wasn't in it. They were completely distracted the whole time. They just let it get away from them. I don't know if you know, but Vanderpump Rules brought (laughs) back the word bimbo. This season, I don't know if you watch Vanderpump. <laughs> let's, let's make I, Bimbo uh, happen. Again. I know, I, I know Vanderpump rules. I don't, uh, you, you don't like it. it. No. Well, I don't like it either until I started liking it because I started 
because of everything that's going on. Anyway, whatever. The uh, there's a big plot line around the word bimbo this this season. And I yeah. just felt like that was relevant. Like <laughs> maybe like two of your like listeners, on like, like a like on a reclamation like kind of thing, no, or like on a like accusatory accusatory like, just happened. like. Calling each other bimbos. I, was like, I haven't heard that word. In and a long it, time. I, I feel like I've heard it like more it, recently as a himbo. I feel like himbo is definitely well, see, in the vernacular, which is interesting because himbo is still used as like not a compliment, but still it's more not a, po- it's, it's but not quite positive. A dig. Yeah, but it's, it's positive yeah, yeah. though because it's like oh, that's like the dumb hunky guy in, yeah. a, in a movie that we like. It's right. a himbo, but then if it's a bimbo, that's like oh, this is like a dumb blonde girl. Yeah. Like, and so yeah, it's like. like there is a different weight to it for women. Mm-hmm. When is broads from like my dad used to say broads, the dames. But I feel like he <laughs> was even antiquated broads, back dames. then. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, broads is a weird one because it's like I feel like broads is supposed to be like slut, but not sound as bad. I think everybody listening should casually attention. throw around the word broads <laughs> and just see like the response. Just, that I'll invite they get. some of those broads that just like super casually and just see if. It, People won't even, I feel like, know what it means. I feel, I mean, it, 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 again, it's like it could go like either way. And like, I feel like broads would even be, and, and bimbos maybe has more weight now because like now bitches is like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, 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 everyone's bitches to me. Like, men, women, whoever, everyone's bitches. And, and, it, and it's, and it's like a very like neutral thing. Like even it, you, the listener, are bitches. You are bitches. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like it, it's become like so casual, especially in the queer community, like the way that people kind of talk back and forth to each other. So it's like, I feel like that has. Has the less sting to it now versus if you were to call someone abroad, I feel like some might be like, ew. Like, yeah, like ew don't, like don't say that like to me. From the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, I don't like that. Don't say that to me. <laughs> try it today. <laughs> yeah, so so I don't know if that was like a, a conscious decision with like the dialogue to have it included so much, but like the amount of times he's like, get those broads. Uh, uh, the, his final words before he gets thrown off the edge in the sawmill, he goes, you won't get away with this bimbo. And then that's whenever she fucking kicks him off the and kills him. I, uh, is that camp though? Is the is the utilization of broads and bimbos a camp thing? Because I feel like even in the 90s, it still was kind of antiquated. It didn't feel like it, I think know. bimbo is very 90s broads is like I, I remember my dad using him like I, I it makes like, sense still though because I've never heard anyone use that Mr. Before. Collins is older so he is a, of an older generation oh. you know so I would say that that definitely yeah it, it, it tracks but do you think it is camp though because that's kind of what we're here to set up I mean in a way yes because I think even though like I can see somebody getting offended if you were to be called a bimbo, but then also I'm like, bimbo is such a silly word. Like, how can it even be derogatory? Like, because it just sounds going, silly. Bimbo. I'm going to have to show you the episode of Vanderpump Rules <laughs> for this place. So I just want everybody to know that season 10, maybe around episode three or four, Lala and Raquel get into a fight and Raquel calls Lala a bimbo multiple times. This is very relevant. And it was like a very pointed thing. I know thing. you're excited that I'm going to show this. And it, and it was like very pointed in, it was in like the a, use of calling bimbo. She was like really trying to make it an insult and thought it was like, oh, this is. And then everyone was like, you're using that word like that's. Oh, OK. So, OK. So it is like a, like it, this doesn't sound as bad as you think it does. Like yeah. it's not very yeah, effective. Like, wait, what are you saying? Like it's not a very effective uh, uh, insult. <laughs> I know you're excited to now watch it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's for I, research purposes. For for research purposes, uh, I mean, Frenda, you, you, I mean, you met Mary Beth, and she's a big Vanderpump person. So there is a weird crossover she in the has horror been world. Watching Vanderpump Rules way longer than I. I started watching it because one of the people on it is on a podcast I like a lot, and I just heard this girl on the podcast I like a lot so many times. I was like, I right, just watch this fucking show. And then I'm watching it this season and all that shit blew up with the in the actual news with this. So it's like, oh, I guess I caught it at the right time. But it's no housewives. I mean, to tie it into horror, my understanding of Vanderpump Rules, it's they are a cult without being a cult. They're like a cult that hates each other and fucks um, each other and fucks each other. This. And yeah, I mean, that's very cult like. It, it is culty. It's funny being on the outside of this, and I have no idea what you're talking I, I about. Know, I don't know what... I, is this a show? Is this a movie? It's a reality You've show. You've never heard of I've, Vanderpump It's a, rea- it's a reality show. You're saying show. words I've... No, I don't know what you're talking you know about who, at all. <laughs> you don't know who Lala Kent is? I don't know what that is. What about Lisa Vanderpump? <laughs> I, none of this. No. Is that a shoe? It sounds like a shoe <laughs> brand. <laughs> it does sound like a shoe. No, they're, they're... It's like... It all stemmed from... They were like service industry people or something. Yeah. Oh, I see. And well, it's like Mary, a reality thing oh, as fun. mary beth mcandrews stated the worst people in the food service industry yes that's actually that's yeah, how that's, she tried that's to the sell perfect it. way to describe it actually mary shout out mary beth shout, shout out, out uh, terry and uh, scarred for life crew we love them mary beth give me a call <laughs> um but, but how, how do we say how do we get back <laughs> Wait, i can bring it i can bring it back do it what do you got all right and back to talking about Blood games. Oh, it's, it's clean, <laughs> <laughs> smooth. <laughs> like, oh, they'll yeah, never I, notice. I have the. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to like make up for all the shit I, I didn't prep for. It's okay. I, I appreciate the effort. You're like, yeah, I got the best segue. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I mean, I could talk to you all day about the use of the word bimbo in Vanderpump Rules. Oh, that's where we were at. Yeah. Bimbos, yeah. the word. Bimbos. Anyway. There we go. Um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, I guess we can go ahead and start getting into uh, final thoughts here. Um, the the last thing that I will point out is camp, but also very kind of poignant in a way for the movie, was at the very end. There's a uh, there's a uh, a montage sequence of oh my god the good times with the girls so good you know the, like it's in slow motion it's got this track behind it and it does this whole thing and even though it it is cheesy and definitely campy. I appreciate it here because it like kind of reminds you that like, oh, hey, like these were people that just got, you know, hunted and killed in this movie. And like, so it's like, even though they weren't the most fleshed out characters, it's still like, hey, they were here and they existed in the movie. And now we're to the end and there's only four out of these, you know, 12 girls left. Um, so like, so there's a moment of camp to it, but there's also like a little poignancy to it that I was like, oh, I was like, I actually like that. And it like shows like them being all happy. And then the last shot is them like all disheveled and traumatized from the experience they just had. And I was like, damn, I actually felt that. Yeah. (laughs) Big predator energy, you know, with the way that that movie ends. It's it's like, it's like a fucking, you know, cheers, like sitcom or some shit. Yeah. That was, it was like previously on, (laughs) uh, on blood games. I, I also appreciated that. And I would say that that is the most camp part of the movie to me is kind of the, the credits of the film. Am I supposed to say what's the most camp? Sure. Yeah. What what did you feel was the most camp? Oh, I don't know, but I just I like the bus. You like the bus? The bus. I, I also appreciate the bus. I would definitely a hundred percent. Also, in my remake, should I make it a team of um, queers against a team of women, and just really make it subversive? Ooh, 
I mean, that's that would be interesting to build out. They'd like all the, just wind up drinking together and the like, rivalry I, I, angle I, I, of I, it. I feel like there's definitely a part of the movie that I I, I liked, and I kind of wish we got a little bit more of is them going around and like really hustling these guys. Yeah, and they're I, like, oh, a bunch of girls, we can get. The, you I know, mean, so. speaking of divisive movies, I just want a, I want a team of promising young women. That's what I want uh, from a modern remake of this. Like, oh yeah, that that is their whole thing that they like sell themselves like a Globetrotters or something. They're like, oh yeah, we're the sexy baseball girls. Yeah. And then they lure in the creeps and then fucking destroy them. So you don't want a team of queer? No, they can all be queer. They can, I mean, even better. I mean, uh, like a a bunch of queers to uh, perpetuate, like, hey, we (laughs) really do not want the men. Like, this is so anti-patriarchy. Just trying to make a movie that you want to watch. I would, I would watch it. I, I, I think even some of the ladies on the team, you know, could have little relationships with one another too. I would definitely. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Give us uh, some like little couples amongst the team. So that way we get a little emotional weight when one of them does, you know, get God or something like, oh yeah, please. Like I I honestly do think like this is a great candidate for something that like could be remade. Uh, except for the fact that America doesn't seem to love baseball anymore, which is like whatever. Yeah, it's but tough. I it's know a lot about baseball. You do? Do no, tell. But, <laughs> but I am going to remake it. See, and, and you can do like her to where it was like Tanya. She directed in drag, directed uh, what she thinks men would be like. So you direct it what you think baseball is like. Don't actually research it at all, act. Just what your idea of baseball is. Hot dogs. <laughs> oh, perfect. You're, you're not even wrong, though. That's a lot of all it. The, all, the highlight, all the baseball highlights are just the hot dog guy <laughs> passing stuff out. Yeah. Uh, Devon, did you have a, a, a pick for the most camp moment or favorite camp moment? Oh, man. I mean, I had a I had a couple. I mean, I had some of the dialogue written down, which we already said my favorite line about the beaten meat part. I feel like that is kind of the campiest exchange in uh in the whole thing. Um, I do like that one. They do have a terrible name in Babe and the Baseball Girls. Yeah, what yeah. the fuck um, is that? I was like, come on, come on, you guys can come up with something. That better That sounds like than something that. you would come up with, like it's, it's or something you would come up with because you that said you be said me. team members the uh, earlier or like something. It's like teammates like you're it's like, it sounds like you're like forgetting <laughs> the I word say, did i forget teammates? yeah you, i was gonna correct you on it but i, I waited <laughs> for the hilarious. perfect opportunity but yeah it's like babe and the baseball girls it's like what is it sounds very clunky is all i'm saying wait why don't you know anything about vanderpump rules at all <laughs> <laughs> i am the only straight one on the podcast i don't know if that explains oh, anything all right <laughs> yeah. that 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 does actually explain it <laughs> that, that it does that that does explain it because i mean even me I'm, you know I'm, I'm just okay. aware I was like, yeah. is he straight or something? That's I feel like that's the and vibe. And then I, I was like, like I can't off. say that. <laughs> no, I, and it's it, no, it, it, it's okay. You made that assumption. I pointed it out on Twitter that uh, Garrett definitely has better uh, nail games. Typically, cr- these are crusty. Uh, typically, they're not looking stuff great like right that now. And confuse people. I wear rings and jewelry, and everything he does. Too, He's yeah. very well Why? groomed. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. It, I mean, don't uh, you understand? There's a one way you're supposed to be. You're only supposed to be accusing me of queer baiting people i mean for 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 if you guys want a little additional podcast lore i initially remember when i messaged you uh, before this was before you moved out here and i remember thinking that you were queer oh and then i said something what was it 
because he had a he had a picture on Instagram with like oh, his like right. buddy. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And it was like his bud, his best friend, like giving a yeah. piggyback you ride. Fucking Jonas brother. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it was me and my best friend, Get my best friend out. Noah, who I uh, co-host the Star Wars podcast with. I posted it. It's still on my Instagram as I uh, he's on my back, and we're just like piggybacking. We're just bros being bros. And I people commented on that picture thinking that was like I an was announcement like, post of us being in a relationship. I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was fucking nail polish remover. <laughs> right now i need I, to repaint them they're very crusty i was like i was moment. like yeah. i remember seeing that picture i go oh look at gary oh, and his cute. boyfriend how cute is <laughs> that when, i was like the moment that you realized that when <laughs> i commented saying something about it and he goes oh no that's just my best bud just i was like oh, so it wasn't bro. just now when no. I, <laughs> no no it's not just now it could be you uh, and i devon we could take our piggyback picture you know <laughs> yes, we're, we're we, long overdue <laughs> we very much could and it's uh i mean it, that was that was me i mean growing up like all through like middle school and stuff it was like people being like oh you dress nice you must be oh. you, you must be queer and oh my god all at the first time. i was like no that's not it but like i mean of course <laughs> that was it but people yeah, were like you never different. date women you must be gay and i was like <laughs> yeah they're on the subject you're like what are you talking about what do you like, mean you have a uh, queer as folk hidden under clothes under your bed you must be gay. like no <laughs> i just like to hide it there from the people in my life that's funny oh you know it, it's a whole spectrum it's a whole spectrum and and i still even though this movie doesn't have explicitly queer stuff or isn't the campiest of this uh series <laughs> that we've done it still fits like everything still checks out that I would like, just like to say in my defense that I did right away say blood games and message you and be like wait is this like all right this one I was like I, because we've done like we've done a few movies on here that are like movies that we are sure that nobody has seen like whether it be microwave massacre shout out or, microwave massacre uh yeah uh, shout out that one and so so or yeah. anything the certified fucking forgotten guys bring on to any, the show any of those. <laughs> literally any movie any they of those on. you know we 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 like to go in into into some uh into some schlock here and there uh you, you missed the abby episode but that's probably like the lowest grade movie we've covered yeah, um, abby from uh 1974 it was like a it it's was like also a, an yeah. exploitation movie and it was like dubbed the black exorcist but it's totally not yeah it's on oh, it's on youtube it's on like, you, you literally it. can only watch yeah. it on youtube it's like, like on 240p too it looks like absolute dog shit but you can watch it so so you know we're we're we're, we're definitely uh no strangers to uh, some some low grade stuff but i i like stuff that just i've never heard of but mm -hmm. but at the same time i could definitely show this to any horror gay and they would be like yeah no i see i see what you're just doing tell here. them what it's about and like, they'll I, just buy it and spend 35 dollars yeah. when they don't have any money like yeah. i did they're like i see what you're doing here so uh so robbie out of five baseball bats what are you giving blood games for from what you remember no four out of five i just because i do remember getting it based on the premise and being like this is gonna suck and then strangely as the movie went along i was like Oh, I'm kind of like really into this and like feeling things. So I'll give it four out of five for what it is. Four out of five. That's pretty solid. Uh, Garrett, what are you feeling? I, I, I kept some of the criticism. Why do you let this uh, straight guy talk in June? <laughs> At all? Because he, he is the, <laughs> it, we appreciate the ultimate allies also. Thank you. Thank and you. That's, oh. And that's where Garrett's here oh, for. Oh, all right. I try to pipe down most of the time throughout the episode. I said to pick up Can the Can you tell me your time. favorite Vanderpump Rules episode that Season five, episode six. Never yeah, seen it. No. So. <laughs> Queer. 
What, what are you feeling, Garrett? Uh, for me, I kept the criticisms at bay a little bit, but now is now is the time. Uh, uh, for me, I, I felt like this was a crisp two and a half out of five baseball bats. Oh, didn't, that's didn't, incorrect. I'm sorry. Didn't quite grab me. I thought it was a, a little repetitive. Didn't have a lot of like emotional payoff for me. I, I felt like it was kind of just uh, running through its paces uh, a little bit. And yeah, not for me. Not for me. So yeah, two and a half out straight. of five. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's because, the reason. Because he's straight that he cannot <laughs> rate this positively. That's yeah. true. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, it, this I really like everything until they get to the woods. Like, the first, like, 45, 50 minutes of this are pretty fun. Like, mm-hmm. I really like you the, have to give it over a the, the structure. I'm going to give it over a 2.5, but uh, I can't even put it in the hot mess category of 3.5. Actually, no, I will, because I'm going to give Tanya credit in, I think... Um, it putting in enough subversions into the subgenre that I appreciate, and again, kind of using the the goofy campness to kind of soften the like actual like real shit happening in this movie. Um, so you know, I will. I'm feeling generous today, and I've, I feel like I've pulled out a few of at least enough of my own personal theories to give this a three point five. Typical Devon, I'll tell you that much. Typical, typical Devon. <laughs> I was coming in thinking three out of five, but like the more I've been talking about it, I'm like, I don't know. This is actually no, this got some stuff going for it. If it if it if the back half would have been better, like I would totally give this a four or even higher. So do you when you rate things, is it like for what it is, for its kind of thing, or it's like just you know, on a question, like on a scale, I feel like each movie is its own scale. I I view oh, okay. it as like, it ha- what does this movie want to be, and then what is it exactly like? Yeah. It, yeah, what is the scale from one to ten? How much did I enjoy this movie? It's not necessarily on entertainment value or visual effects. You know why I think that you didn't enjoy it as much because you watched it like right before you like came over, before like <laughs> rushing <laughs> around because you were unprepared, more unprepared than me. You know for why your you own probably podcast. liked it is because you watched a quarter of it. You watched the good. I watched part, the and whole then movie. You, watch, you did watch the best part. To I watched the whole movie and then I rewatched. The a first quarter of it. <laughs> very well done. Very well done. <laughs> so, it's your podcast. You're right. You're you right. Shouldn't I should have done better. <laughs> I should have slept on also, this one. Also, you're supposed to watch it at like night. I did watch. Uh, I watched it because uh, we were supposed to record this last yes, week. Yes, no, did that watch is true. At, at, at night, I watched about half of it, and then uh, yeah, I, I, that, I, I that, I that is asleep, true. We were going to do this last week, yeah. and Garrett started it's it. Much better to sit it like the Monday. Yeah, and you know, and actually, Garrett, it did. That the the little scheduling snafu, I think, is why I'm also being generous. Because when Garrett did watch half of this last week, he's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, how I feel about this. So it kind of yeah. lowered like, my expectations. This fucking Outwaters person. <laughs> like I looked it up on IMDb. It's a four point one. Why are we having him on? So it, so it, in LA. so my expectations for Blood Games was definitely lowered going into my watch. So yeah, it, that does factor into my generosity of it. But yeah, the yeah. the rating scale, it, it's uh, it's case by case. You know, depending yeah. on the the the, the caliber of movies that we're going but like as far as uh doing what it's trying to do it, it did more than i was expecting but of course it's not a not a perfect film by any means but let's uh see what other movies we were talking about when we were discussing blood games what let's Sorry, see what other movies t- we were talking t- about Huh? You said, let's see what other movies we were talking about when we were discussing Blood Games. Yeah. yeah thinking about other movies we're thinking uh, about. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, the oh, equation? Uh, oh, Garrett, Garrett's questioning my segue skills. Your delivery. That's fine. If you're happy with it. No, no. <laughs> Are we moving to the equations? <laughs> yes. So, so, so I have a segue. No, oh, hold on. We have, we have Willem Dafoe to cue us in. There we go. 
Um, uh, let's see. <laughs> God damn you, Garrett. You let's see what other movies we were thinking about while we were discussing. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fault because I suggested This is all shot. off the rails. I love this. Let's see what other I movies. I have a tendency we to make that happen when I go on a podcast. <laughs> it just took me a little while this time to you're get it off you're the a rails. Dis- Robbie's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. Alrighty, here on Spectre Cinema Club, we like to conclude all of our episodes by playing movie maps. Sounds very professional. Well, thank you. I'd like to be a professional here around here. Uh, but you can tee us off. What movies are in uh, your movie math equation? Right. So uh, this is Green Room. Okay. The literal plot oh, of Green Room. Yeah. Wait, can I give explanations or is that? Oh, to for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So no, Green Room, like team of outsiders, group of outsiders going to a place with a Confederate flag. Hell yeah. Um, getting stuck there and having to fight for survival. So it's Green Room. Minus SLC Punk. Okay. Plus a league of their own. Oh, you stole one of mine. You stole one of well, mine. Well, obviously. Good pick I mean, for uh, uh, a yeah, uh, league of their own even, is obvious. Even know you would know that movie. But. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> great pick with uh, Green Room, though. That's like one of my like most yeah. suggested to people. It's like, oh, you haven't seen Green Room? You have to watch Green but Room. But this so, is basically pick. when I was watching this one. Like, wait, this is like Green for Room. Sure. For sure. I definitely see that. Uh, uh, cropping up in here as well. In my equation, I have uh, also A League of Their Own. I have that in parentheses, uh, plus Smokey and the Bandit, uh, <laughs> because it, uh, especially like the first half of this movie is just kind of this cat and mouse car chase that's happening with like, you know, rednecks just like outrunning one another and stunts and all those kind of things. So I felt like it had big Smokey and the Bandit energy uh, multiplied by Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, uh, which is like also kind of like an exploitative kind of you know, women getting up to no good and like hurting men sort of movie. And I, I think that it's maybe not as sort of, um, uh, I, I think the tones are quite off. I think that there's some similarities between the two and kind of like sensibilities. You know what I mean? You said that where's title. The horror? Huh? All the horror. Um, well, where's actually, the horror that in your might equation? Be, that actually might be the least amount of horror we put in the equation, but the equation's not limited to horror movies. I, I will no. say, yes, I will say it's, it's, it's not, not limited. Lim- we, yeah. we typically, I mean, we keep it in the horror, but we've had a few where we pull in some non-horror and, and, stuff and if, or even yeah. non-movie things. If even. we're going to be pedantic too, I think <laughs> I think Blood Games is also an action thriller. I think no. it is. You wouldn't I consider think, this horror. This is horror. I, I think, uh, well, that's the question. If you consider thrillers horror, yeah. I would say when that this is Firmly in the thriller category. No, I mean, this is firmly horror. Hmm. I mean, I typically put human hunting games in horror. I'm always. saying I'm not saying it's not not horror. I'm just saying I think I, that it is like I, the, I typic- the, the pie chart. Is I want smaller, you two to fight yeah. for the rest of. The- <laughs> oh no! It's funny because because Garrett is the one no, that for real, will like fist fight. The Garrett's the one that would typically will come in and say say that certain things might not be horror. Uh, I was very shocked when you said You Won't Be Alone isn't a horror movie, but that was many episodes ago. It was, and we're not um, going to rehash it here. But, <laughs> but for me, human hunting games are always horror because like, that is a very horrific concept because yeah. you know when we think of, re- like you know obviously hunting, you, you hunt animals and stuff, mm-hmm. and not to say that animals are not equal to humans, but you know what I'm yeah. getting at, and and yeah. so like with when you reduce a human to an animal and hunt them, 
that to me is inherently horror. To me, though, it's hunting in the sense of like we want to get them rather than like, oh, they're game and we're just like hunting for sport. It's it's not for sport. It's purely for revenge. It's not just like they're anybody mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we're just wanting to, you know, stretch our legs. And but, just, but they're also doing because they want to like because they want to hunt like they could just say, ah, oh, we could just forget about this and let them go. Yeah. But like they want to hunt them. So like sure. it's still a gamey aspect i think Hmm. i would just like to point out that if you do the equal sign in your equation you wind up with like a comedy that's i mean uh, (laughs) but isn't that kind of what camp is though camp is like definitely some humor elements a little bit you're you're saying my equation needs a little bit more horror i've never seen i've never seen faster i've never (laughs) even heard of faster pussycat kill kill what were you saying how i pronounced the (laughs) title i was gonna say a little bit more emphasis i was just gonna say there's yeah there's so much there's so much punctuation in that title that i didn't fucking write it that's how the movie is (laughs) faster pussycat kill i guess i guess yeah i guess that would be the one that draws in the horror elements a little bit well I got, never I got heard a, of it? No. Oh, I haven't, oh you should I haven't watch heard it. Of it. You with Faster Pussycat Kill Kill Me with Vanderpump Rules or whatever the show is. All right, is. there you <laughs> go. We'll <laughs> trade. I mean, I guess mine, my my equation doesn't have, I mean, it does have horror because the first two are, again, I think, again, because they're both human hunting games. So for me, it's horror, but you guys might disagree. So in mine, in parentheses, uh, they sound like they are a part of the same franchise, but they're not. So. We have Hunted that was released on uh, Shudder a couple of years ago, and it's like them doing like a Red Riding Hood with a uh, Most Dangerous Game spin to it. Um, and it's like this just fucking like these two brothers that are like chasing after this gal for like throughout the woods. And these guys, like especially like the main villain is giving a crazy camp performance. Uh, and he kind of feels similar to Holt in a way uh, without being as goofy. Um, plus the hunt of from a couple of years ago also, um, it, just because that came across my timeline uh, yesterday and made me kind of think about it. And uh, again, I still, think I saw the same tweet. It's he, like the delivery of that. It's uh, so yeah, good. It's so great. Yeah, it's so good. I think that movie is actually pretty damn good. Um, and because it that movie like flips the human hunting game uh, genre on its head a smidge with a few different twists. I feel like this movie also does that to a degree because you really don't think it's going to be that kind of movie. The way the intro kind of feels like, you don't think it's going to go into a more kind of serious route. So as far as the subversion, it's kind of there. So I have those Mm -hmm. two in the parentheses um, divided by everybody wants some um, so I can get my baseball flavor in. Um, Dividing, because obviously that movie is about, you know, boys being boys and the baseball boys Mm -hmm. uh, doing all those things. So it's an inversion because, again, with this, uh, even though we don't get to spend a ton of time with the girls getting to know each other, um, throughout the movie they very much show how much they care about each other. They check up on each other after an injury, all these things. They're trying to take care of each other and look out for each other. And so the, the baseball camaraderie from Everybody Wants Some, I'll take that piece and that's uh, uh, divide it with the other ones to get uh, this movie. Oh, wait. So did you have an actual equation that's supposed to be the same for everything? Uh, well, I thought so, you just... Because so, when I was reading... So, I, 
Did, do is it like one equation you're supposed to plug things in? Oh, oh, is there a template? No. Template. Oh, all right. No, because I feel like no, you both do like with the parentheses. Yeah, we, I was like, oh yeah. fuck, are they just letting no, me? No, we do exponents. Sometimes there's things, yeah. sometimes it's just two movies added together. Sometimes yeah. we have exponents. Sometimes, sometimes our guests just come on and list like ten movies and you know. Yeah. Oh, no, I, <laughs> there, there's no. no I had a subtraction and addition, and I knew that I could use division, but I was like, oh fuck, was I supposed to divide it by something? Because I was going to divide it by something. It's your own journey, you know. Divide it by a band. Pools, See, so. every everybody <laughs> gets an A in movie math, no matter how you deploy your equation. That's yeah. the that's the beauty. You just got to show your work. Uh, I know I know a lot of people in their life have uh, trauma when it comes to math, so you know we don't want, we don't want to add on to that. Movie math has no rules, really. Exactly. Um, but that will go ahead and uh, take us out for this episode. Thank you so much, Robbie, for coming <laughs> on. Not only for this, but we did uh, also we got a, a little bonus episode coming to you guys here in a couple days. Uh, strictly talking Outwaters material. If you want to hear that, um, but what are you working on right now? Where can the people find you? Oh, I don't know. Don't find me. <laughs> don't find. I don't you. want to. Um, um, I'm editing my new movie. Oh, so you did it. You got a new one in the can. Exciting. Yeah, I, sh- I, I shot it while I was editing Outwater. So I'm editing that. And, um, you don't I'm have sorry for derailing your, uh, I, I'm tell not you this sorry. Much, I'm I not can't sorry. wait to listen to that interview. <laughs> I want to see what the fuck that is like. It was <laughs> way more... Normal. We we were being so chill, and then Robbie came in and tried to instigate between me and Garrett, uh, <laughs> and accused me of queer baiting. He just well, what do you call whatever the description of that picture is? Of With your nail polish. Hey, uh, hey, comfortable is what it is. He, he loves his bud. He loves his boy. That's a that's a that's what we. Tried you should have seen me. I was wearing like a, a crop top last week too. You did. Yeah. Yeah. When we recorded last week. Yeah. You you wore a just, which I'm actually very. I was very jealous. When you post this, just it's a target. You can get one. Just uh, crop his face. I'll put a Jonas brother in. <laughs> which one's the one? Joe Jonas, right? He's the queer baiter. Ooh, I don't. That's a good I question. I think it is. Uh, Joe. No, is, Nick Jonas is. Nick I Jonas was about to say. I think Nick would definitely be. I would say either choice. one. I would say either one of them. Honestly. And even you just knowing that is queer baiting. Uh, who doesn't fuck with the Jonas Brothers though? I'm an early 2000s kid, so I was also like a Disney Channel kid as well. So like, who you know? We um, I you don't have to reveal anything about the new film, obviously. But as we are a podcast oh. that focuses on subgenre, can you give us a subgenre? Oh yeah, it's uh. It's a it's another found footage shot on mini DV. Okay. Tinsman Road, and it's a mystery drama horror. Mystery so you find drama it in the horror footage. section. Yeah, you find it in a horror section, but it's more mystery drama suspense. Mm. Okay, so we're we're still in the found footage region, but getting I mean, uh, getting a broke. little bit more mysterious. Hey, so yes, you gotta you, we gotta figure out. It's hard in these streets to make movies. Uh, so very much appreciate that. And then of course you guys can still watch the outwaters as well as the supplemental short films on Screenbox. Uh, Garrett, what are you working on right now? Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, letterbox, TikTok uh, at Garrett McDowell. And if you want to listen to my star Wars podcast that I have with my boyfriend, uh, Noah, <laughs> you can subscribe <laughs> to <laughs> my podcast us at scum and villainy, uh, new episodes every. And I was really confused for like one second. That's <laughs> what we call a call back in the biz. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at underscore Daddy Disco. Uh, you can uh, 
see you can read some of my words over on a horror press llc where i wrote an article about the covenant which is a pretty much a written version of uh, the podcast episode that me and garrett did last year oh yeah um so uh, go back and listen to the covenant because that movie plugged the whole episode into chat gpt and we're like write an article (laughs) i essentially i I took a that the, the the podcast was like my loose notes and then i boiled it down to a to a nice little thesis Made it about sound a lot better i'm sure <laughs> a, a nice little thesis about the masterpiece the covenant so you can go uh, read that about um it being a very queer conundrum within itself mm-hmm. uh you can also hear me over on a uh, pot and pendulum as we're talking about john carpenter movies this month um and then so to close out our celebration of camp next month Man, I'm excited. We're going to cut the cancer out, Devon. We are going to cut the cancer out. We're talking malignant um, to close out our celebration of camp with my favorite backwards boy. Hell yeah. Super excited. So um, make sure you get your rewatch in for that. But uh, that'll go ahead and do it for this one. Um, Can I ask one final question? Yes. So like as a straight guy. <laughs> and that's watching, where you in the episode. <laughs> watching Blood Game. Yes. Were you like, all oh, these chicks are hot. Um. Uh, wait, this is a very important question. Was, what was the? Uh, All right. So that's a yes. I mean, thank you. I mean, they are gorgeous. I as a as a I'm a bi boy. I'm not. I I don't restrict. Donna. So Donna so they, these are gorgeous gals. Donna is gorgeous. So yeah, I would say the, I can't the whole, tell. No, the, whole, the 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 one with the the one with the dark eyebrows. That that's my gal. Who's that? I forget her. I didn't Did get survive? her name. Her oh. name wasn't said out loud. The she one on was, the left with the bat. That one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, her. Yes. I yes. love you know I love my thick eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Welcome I just wanted to end it on a really important question. <laughs> <laughs> the the most important question. But now go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe to not miss a thing. You can follow us on social media at Spectre Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted. <laughs>